Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Way Out Podcast. My name is Joshua with my brother Jeff. And today we got a very uh, exciting uh, and, and we believe going to be impactful podcast for y'all. Today we're going to be talking about um, encouraging men in regards to being patient and long suffering, as well as um, talking about um, coming from Daniel. Daniel, I believe, right, Jeff? Daniel chapter three. That's right. Daniel chapter three. So we're excited. Um, we're also going to talk about our top three meals that we like from we love from our wives. So make sure you stay tuned to the end. We have a lot to cover there. But Jeff, how you doing, my brother? I'm doing good. It's been a long week, but uh, it's only started. <laughs> so, yeah, I know, right? How are you doing? It's Tuesday in this week. Yeah, same, man. It's been a long week. Um, it's been a hot, hot couple of days, man. And so I'm a sweater. So um, yeah. this transition is going to be just got to stay hydrated. So that's just is what it is. But um, besides that, everything's going good, man. I have about four more weeks left of school. And then I have the summer off, man. So I'm excited about that, my brother. That's going to be great. Yeah, we're um, we are just getting back into the grind of things, and then uh, doing ministry stuff, and then work, and just uh, man, the, yeah, the kids only have about a month. I think a month from today they're out. Or no, wow, is it from today? I can't remember. Anyway, I think it is a month from today or yesterday. I can't remember. And um, that we're gonna, um, I don't know what we're gonna do this summer. We're gonna have some fun, so we'll see. But anyway. Uh, I'm glad you're doing well. Yep, all is well over here. So that's good, brother. So we'll go ahead and get into the day in life of a family, man. And today we're gonna be talking about uh go ahead, Jeff. No, I say yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, as we're gonna be talking about um the importance of men being understanding, the importance of men being patient, the importance of men being kind in order to ensure that their you know marriage um and families are not being led blindly into ditches you know and it's important um the bible talks about the blind leading the blind they both fall in a ditch and if the man is blind then his family will end up in ditches and so um everyone know about this scripture coming from colossians three nineteen. it says husbands love your wives and do not um, be bitter towards them and when we look at love we know that love is patient love is kind and love keeps no record of wrong. And y'all know the rest of the text. But it's very important for us as men um, to be patient. Uh, because especially um, seeing that women are 10. Oh, well, I don't know about this culture now. A lot of men are pretty, pretty emotional. <laughs> but 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 typically um, the woman is supposed to be uh, the, the emotional one. The one that's more into it uh, in her into her intuition. Like I always say about women, a woman's intuition is undefeated. When a woman knows, she knows. And so, uh, but it's important for us men by us being the more logical ones that we are patient and that we're kind and that we allow our wives intuition to keep us uh, from falling out of line or or keeping us uh, protected, et cetera, like that. So um, it's, it's very important, very important for us to be patient with our, with the women in our family uh, and, 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 and really be in tuned and, and really uh, engaging with them to ensure uh, that they feel uh, stable, that they feel secure, and that they feel like they can be um, welcomed, loved, and can be themselves. So that's pretty much the just the quick uh, start off with that point, Jeff. Did you have anything you want to share? Go ahead, Jeff. I think we, Jeff, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Uh, just keep on going. I My internet went out and I came back in. Am I okay now? You're good now, bro. So yeah, basically what we were saying, what okay. I was saying was 
importance of men being leaders, being patient, being kind, uh, and not growing bitter. And the text is, it, it almost implies, let me read it here. It implies, it says that, that there is a possibility for husbands to grow bitter. It says, husband, right. love your wives and do not be bitter towards them, which means that there is a possibility for us to grow bitter towards the women that are that are with us. And I think it's important for us men um, to guard our hearts for not being impatient, because what happens when you're impatient? Next thing you know, when things are not flowing the way that you expect as a man, bitterness will 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 arise. You see what I'm saying? And I think that a lot of us men are not a lot of young men. I won't say young, but a lot of men who are uh, um, single are not preparing themselves um, to sacrifice. <laughs> They're not preparing themselves to be last. Because let me tell you something: you're going to be last, my friend, <laughs> and and rightfully so. Right. Rightfully so. I mean, that's why I tell single men enjoy your singleness. I'm not talking about enjoy it in like like in sin, but enjoy uh, um, uh, pursuing your goals and aspirations. Enjoy your singleness and and build a, a, a foundation, a, a, a house, a, 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 an idea or a brand, if you will, that a woman would mind blending with. Like the Ezzy name should be valuable. Like I don't want my I don't I didn't my goal when I met my wife was to make sure that the Ezzy brand was a good brand, to make sure that Ezzy name was a good name, so that when she married into that name. She don't have to worry about walking through life lame, lame, or feeling like uh, um, things ain't where they should be. And men got to think about that. Men got to really think about their last name, the value of their last name. Sometimes men get so focused on their who they are as far as their nickname that they forget about their their uh, uh, last name, and they forget about what that name represents generationally. I don't care how bad your dad carry that name. You have the opportunity to carry that name well. And I just think that young men who are single need to really be thinking about uh, making sure that their name is solid, making sure that when a woman is welcomed into his his stewardship, right, is welcomed into his leadership, that, that she feels loved, because if a, the first thing that the text says, it says, Jeff, it says, husbands, love your wives. Yep. So it's hard to have a bitter heart when your heart is in love with your wife. God right. says, if all you all you got to worry about is loving her and in loving her, she will never put you in a position to be bitter because a woman blossoms when she's loved, love the way that that she was built and wired to love. So that's just my uh, four dollars and seventy eight cents on that topic there. And Jeff, I'm going to see what change you got in your pocket and we'll see what we can put together and see if we can get a meal after this. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No, one, one thing I was, uh, I thought it was really good. I think that uh, one of the things that came to mind was that when somebody isn't patient, oftentimes they come across as harsh. Um, yeah. When you're not patient with someone, you come across as harsh. That's an espousal relationship, but it's also, you know, I have two boys. And so I'll speak from that perspective, you know, that when I'm not patient with my sons, um, you know, you come across as agitated, uninterested, and sometimes harsh uh, because you're willing to give them the time or the, um, you know, the opportunity to, to learn and to grow and to give them a chance, you know. Not everybody is going to function on your level. There's some things that you may do really well at. There's some things that you may be poor at. And so 
somebody's going to have to have patience with you in those areas. And so I think it's important that men are patient with their spouses because when they're not, uh, like you said, bitterness can creep in. When you're bitter, you're usually harsh. Um, you lash out. You don't think before you speak. And so, uh, you know, there's so many men that, uh, because men can be emotional, um, but uh, a lot of times we don't express our emotions in a way that maybe a woman can. However, there are men today that are, are more emotional. And they, I don't know. Anyway, don't be like that. Um, what, what, yeah, you don't want to be like that. What, what we're going to talk about, yeah. I, we don't mean it like that. So um, uh, uh, now, there, of course, you need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Being emotional are, are two different things. So um, anyway, yeah, man, I think that's powerful. We definitely need to be patient. Uh, we need to uh, cherish our wives, the Bible says. Um, it teaches the wives that they're supposed to respect the husband and that the husband should cherish his wife or appreciate her. And um, one of the ways that you show uh, appreciation or you cherish your wife is by valuing uh, the process. And that means that you're going to be patient yeah. uh, with her in whatever thing you two are going through so that when you come out on the other end, um, it comes across that, hey, we, we were, she was respectful and I cherished her through that entire process and we grew as a result. But if you don't have patience... You know, anybody that doesn't have patience, even a boss that doesn't have patience comes across as harsh. So that's just my two two cents. I think uh, you need to be careful because um, if you're harsh enough times, you're going you're gonna, to uh, eventually cause wound on the inside of her heart. And um, it's, it's a very difficult wound to heal. And so um, because when you're not patient with your wife, eventually she's not going to trust you to be able to share the things that are on the inside of her because she just expects, um, you know, you just want to, it, it's not about taking your time and, and um, growing. And so, yeah, that's, that's powerful, bro. Yeah, man. And so I just think it's just important for men who are single right now that's watching us that they understand um, that a lot comes with marriage and men who are married, um, let's take some time to reassess and look at ourselves and examine our hearts, um, because no matter who it is, people are going to get on your nerves, whether spouse, uh, children, people are going to get on your nerves. But how you manage and how you respond will, will reward you down the line. I rather suffer and be long suffering and be patient and benefit in the long run than to try to win every battle and we both lose the war. And that's what the yeah. enemy's after, is after exactly. unity. And and bitterness is is a silent underground river. It is, it is it is one of those things that when you look up one day, it's, it's flooding out of you. And if you're not careful, you will be bitter or resentful and, and your relationship will not be successful. So pretty much that's just what um, was on my heart uh, when it comes to men being long suffering, men being patient, men being being kind, and and men just really taking their time to to enjoy the process with their wife, and and understand that no matter what mistakes she may make, no matter what she may do, love her through it, and and you trust me, when men take the initiative and love first, love long longest, it benefits them in the long run. 
So that's pretty much it, man. I know, um, I believe Jeff's working on his uh, internet over there on that side. So um, comment, y'all, in the chat box, what y'all thought about those first 12 minutes or so. Um, let's see who's all in the chat. We got Janine. What's going on? Hey, guys. Joshua Pippen says, it's funny you guys are talking about persecution. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. That's probably why we're going through some internet persecution at the moment. <laughs> in my bad. Uh, there we go, Jeff. You crispy. Oh, well. I'm connected to my home internet now instead of my mobile hotspot. So let's see what happens. Yeah, you look crispy, man. You like like you glowing, man. Like the anointings on you. Well, praise the Lord. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're gonna go ahead and give it over to Jeff. He's gonna transition us in our in our main topic for the day. And uh, I hope all the young men really got something out of that topic. I hope all the young ladies. Um, single and married, really take the time to make sure you examine the temperament of your man or the man of interest to see, is he really patient? Because one thing, everything worth having in life requires patience, period. The world wants to speed things up beyond God's speed limit. That's what the world does. Get married quick, have children quick, get money quick. If you get it fast, it won't last. Fast money is not last money. You see what I'm saying? Uh, uh, getting married quick, uh, uh, um, it's going to be a lot of things in it that you're not going to like. And I think if we really embrace patience and overlook offense and look beyond defense and, 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 and progress, I think we'll have greater and long lasting marriages and relationships and great homes, man. Amen. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm not sure where all I missed. I think I'm, uh, I'm still okay now. Oh, you're perfect, bro. Oh, praise the Lord. Okay, good. All right. Um, yeah, I sorry, it was going in and out. I I heard you say the last thing about being patient. So I think, is that correct? You? Yeah, yeah. We're pretty much done with that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. I, my my internet, y'all. I don't know what's going on. It's um, all good. Uh, were you reading the comments, or we're we doing that afterwards? Oh, I just started back. Uh, I just got, as soon as you got back on, I was ready to go to the next topic, man. Oh, okay. I, got, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, yeah, so let's do that. We can do that. Okay, cool. So, um, sorry, guys, about my internet. Um, uh, I think it's doing better now, so you guys can let me know. Um, I have relatives that text me and, and tell me and things like that. Um, so, that's good. All right. So, we're going to go through. Um, uh, yeah, you can do like ESV if you want. Okay, cool. And then... Um, we're going to go through Daniel chapter three, but I'm not going to go through the whole chapter because it's going to take quite a while. Okay. So I'm just going to summarize the first few verses and then we're going to skip to verse. Um, uh, I'll tell you in a minute. So okay. um, let me see if I can pull it up and I apologize guys, because my internet was messing up. So I had to close down all of my different things. And um, anyway, um, all right. So basically what happens is that Nebuchadnezzar, makes a golden image unto himself, right? As we know this story. Yeah. He wants the people that anytime um, they blow a certain amount of instruments or types of instruments, they want the people to essentially bow down and worship, you know, what Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And, and, and um, um, basically if you don't, you, you're going to be uh, in trouble. Right. And so if you want to go to verse, I think it's eight, just go to eight for a minute. And then, okay. um, uh, fire first. There we go. All right. So, um, fell down and worshiped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. That's in verse seven. So it's therefore at the, at that time, certain Chaldeans, 
came forward and maliciously accused the Jews. Remember, because it's a setup. Uh, but God's behind it. So they declared to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. See how they always come with flattery? That's what the devil always does. He says, You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, the pipe, and he names several different uh, musical instruments, shall fall down and worship the image. And then he says, But basically, and, and if they don't, you're going to put them into a burning fiery furnace. Oh, by the way, there are certain Jews whom you have appointed. Over the affairs of the province, remember, there's that you know this is workplace. This is workplace issues, right? They, they want to be over this stuff. They don't want Jews in and Hebrews in um in positions of authority. And he says there are certain Jews uh, whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon: Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O King, pay no attention to you. See, listen to that. Hmm. Remember, the Christian is the most obedient. To government because the bible says for us to be unless they violate the will of god uh they're not they're not sneaking around and, and trying to make things happen and all that they don't we don't do that and it says uh they do not serve your gods that that's the first truth that they told or worship the golden image that you set up that's the second truth so they only told two, two things so it says then nebuchadnezzar in furious rage because remember these are his leaders Command, or, or these are his, the people that he's appointed over those provinces. He says, in furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. Uh, so they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I set up? Now, if you are ready when you hear all these instruments to fall down and worship the image that I have made, well and good. And then go to, I think we're in, yeah. But if you do not worship, he's saying, I'm going to throw you into a uh, burning fiery furnace. And I love that he puts this on the end, Ezzy. He says, and who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Hmm. Pay attention to that. Now, verse 16, yeah. And who is the God that will deliver you? I'm glad he said that. <laughs> so Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king. And Ezzy, I want to preach, but I'm going to leave it for my point. No, 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 go preach. And we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, and the expression of his face was changed against Shadrach. I Many had favor for, for them uh, originally. Against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he ordered the, the furnace heated seven times more than it was usually heated. I love this because it reminds me, remember when um, Elijah was getting the, uh, the, the altar ready? And he said, yeah. no, put, keep putting more water. I want to make sure that this is impossible. Keep yep. adding more. So he goes seven times more, right? Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and other garments, and they were thrown into the burning fiery furnace. Because the king's order was urgent, because he because he's not he, he's angry, right? You make stupid decisions when you're angry. <laughs> and the furnace overheated. The flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, that's a sermon in and of itself about your enemies, but we're not going to get into that. And these three men, <laughs> anyway, these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound 
into the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar, and I'm trying to get through this quickly, y'all, because we want to get, um, we might be able to have some time to put some questions in, but we both need to leave by about 8.20ish. So um, then King, but you can follow along later. It's, it's Daniel chapter three. So it says, then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, did we not cast three men into the fire? They answered and said to the king, true, O king, he answered and said, but I see four men unbound walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace. He declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the most high God. Remember he said, what God will deliver you out of my hands? Lowercase. Servants of the most high God capitalized come out and come here then shadrach meshach and abednego came out from the fire listen y'all when you're already on fire you can't be set on fire listen Ooh, that's a mess. <laughs> and the satraps the perfect the prefects the government all these people gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of these men the hair of their heads was not singed. Their cloaks were not harmed and no smell of fire had come upon them. Hmm. I mean, if this isn't one of the most amazing stories, I don't know what is. Yeah, my favorite. And, one of my top two. It's, it's unbelievable. And so Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted it, who trusted in him and set aside the king's command and did he say, did they say we trust God? No, he, Nebuchadnezzar said, who trusted in him. And set aside the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any God except their own God. Notice capitalized. Therefore I make a decree. The God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, therefore any people, nation, or language that speaks against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses laid in ruins. You know, this isn't in my points, Ezzy, but I just want to say something. Yeah. Sometimes as a Christian, you're going to go through things because it's going to bring salvation to those right. around you and that God will use you as a beating post in order to bring others to Christ. So don't ever discount whenever you suffer for righteousness sake. Now, when you suffer for sin, that's a different discussion, and maybe we'll have that sometime. But when you suffer for righteousness sake, God always has a plan. Um, anyway, and he says, shall be torn limb for limb in their houses laid in ruins, for there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. In this way. In hmm. this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. So, Ezzy, I'm going to go through some of my points, and then um, – you take it over, bro. So um, the one thing, uh, the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. That's right. You know, it, it, when I was reading this, it's not enough to just say you are a Christian. There has to actually be fruit in your life as a result of the transformation you claim you have or or, or that you're, you're going through, the transformation you're going through. You know, um, I think that COVID came and exposed that. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, I, I wrote here as he, I heard this one preacher, he said, he said, the moral declination of America isn't due to the strength of people. 
Mm. It is the result of the weakness of evangelism. That's real. Amen. And this is the reason, because the greatest false gospel ever preached is the one that gets you into heaven, but doesn't change the way you live on earth. Hmm. Let me say that again. The greatest false gospel ever preached, and it's on the radio waves and on the TV, is the one that gets you into heaven, but doesn't change the way you live on earth. Meaning it has no guts. It has no glory. It doesn't stand against anything. And so when we examine the three Hebrew boys, you know, the words that came to my mind as it were pressure and exposure. That's real. Because yep. one of the things, and, and you and I know this all too well, but one of the things God does to prove us or to expose our true position is to allow pressure um, or, or difficulty in our lives so that he can see how we will respond. That's right. And this is my first point, because how you respond under pressure is the real you. How you respond under persecution is the real you. Not the person that says, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. But when your life is threatened or your job is threatened or pressure comes or difficulty, that is what proves who you are. Okay? And, you know, listen. And I read this. So my favorite verse, and uh, you don't have to bring it up, but verses 16 through 18, when, yeah. when, they, when they're saying, you know, um, you, you know this, O king, we will not bow down. Whether he delivers us or not, we're not going to back up, right? He said, yeah, are you bringing it up? Yeah. So verses 16 through 18, he says, uh, we have no need to answer you <clears throat> in this matter. Mm. Meaning, meaning, I exactly. What do you understand that my position in the kingdom is higher than your position? It's higher than as yours as king? as king. Wow. Yep. He says, if if this be so, our God, mm. whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. Why? Because He is a greater King, and He will deliver us out of your hand, O King. So he declares, declares but he said, but if not, but if not, meaning even if the pressure comes. Be it known to you, O king, that I'm willing to give up my life in, instead of bowing down to the image that you have set up. I'm willing to give up my reputation instead of bowing down to the image that you've set up. I'm ready to give up my income instead of bowing down to the image that you've set up. I'm ready. I'm willing to give up my authority and my position instead of bow down to the image that you have set up. Right. And so, yeah. so, so, you know, that's one thing I love about them is because it's like the, 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 you know, it's like the manliness of, of, of them. They had the guts underneath. They didn't bow down. They didn't crack under pressure. And I yeah. love that about them because, because they could have easily said, I'm sorry. And just bowed down and said, you know what, God, you know, my heart, my, that's my favorite thing that people say. Cause I'm like, it's from hell. Uh, God does know <laughs> yeah. your heart. And uh, it's deceitfully wicked, and so is mine. And so, uh, you know, they could have said, you know, God, you see my heart. I'm just going to bow down, but I'm not going to actually worship. I'm just going through the motions. Don't mm. don't hold that against me because you know that I still love you. You know, we're still together. But what did Jesus say, Ezzy? He said, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my father. Why yeah. is that important? Because Jesus also said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by me. So if you deny me before men, 
I'm the gateway. You will not be able to enter in because I'll deny you access to my father. Hmm. You know, uh, 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 the Catholics think Mary can do it, but she can't. There, there's nobody that can get you. At, Peter, he may be at the gate, but he's not the one letting you in. It's only by Jesus Christ and his shed blood on the cross that we're getting in. And he's the only one worth laying our lives down for because he's the only one that came down and died and laid down his life for us. So how you respond under pressure is the real you. And then I just have one more point, Ezzy. You could, brother. All right. Uh, pressure and your response to it allows God to see whether or not he can truly trust you. When he can trust you, he will promote you. And he did that at the end. He doesn't promote those he does not trust. When you give into the flesh and carnality, listen, I'm going to be real for a second. When you start acting different around that certain group and you start compromising because you want to fit in, God can't trust you. When you want to do what everybody around you is doing, God can't trust you. When he tells you to, you know, I remember this one preacher as he, he, he was preaching on a Sunday morning and the fire of God fell and the Holy Spirit moved in the church. He was set to come back on Sunday evening, but he was visiting with somebody. He, he lived in Toronto. He had somebody coming to visit him. There was a family member that he hadn't seen in years. And it was on a Sunday and he was coming to see him because he happened to be in the city preaching where his cousin was coming to. And the Holy Spirit said, go and seek my face. And this minister said, Lord, I haven't seen my cousin in years. I want to stay and visit. He said, go and seek my face. And he ignored him. He went back to the Sunday evening service. Mm -hmm. He went back to the Sunday evening service. Guess what? Dead. Nothing. Nothing. No miracles. No nothing. Miracles and healings in the morning. Nothing in the evening. And this, this man of God, he repented of that. But when God can trust you, because remember, you know, and, and Ezzy, uh, Joan and I were talking about this the other day. Yeah. Do you remember when Jesus calls the one man and he said, uh, okay, let me go tell my father? And he says, no, let the dead bury the dead. Yeah, bury the dead, yep. I, I said, Joan goes, I don't know. I can't even begin to understand that. I said, I know, but God knows. He, he said, let the dead, meaning those who are without Christ, hmm. bury their own who are without Christ. Either yep. you're coming with me or you're going back to death. There, there's no there's no decision there. What they have isn't what I have. You have to make a decision to count the cost. And so um, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, I'll just finish up with this. Um, they were obviously presented with um, an ultimatum and yeah. the ultimatum was uh, lo lose their position, but even more importantly, lose their lives. But because what they had was real on the inside, when the fire came, it produced, when the pressure came, it produced diamonds, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when the fire came, it purified the gold. Meaning who you are on the inside when pressure or fire or difficulty come, it <clears throat> will expose the true elements underneath. Whether they are good or whether they are bad. And the Bible talks about uh, uh, and as we talked about this when we first started the podcast was that whenever the fire comes, if you're made up of wood, hay, if you're standing on wood, hay or stubble, it's all going to be burned up, you know, versus gold, silver and precious stones. And so um, obviously these guys were standing on the truth of the gospel. And as a result, uh, they were willing to give up their lives. 
because they counted what why is that important as he because he said to live is christ to die is gain why because jesus was in the fire with them yep did jesus show up before the fire in their lives no but the, Jesus showed up in the fire. Remember, he said, I see a fourth one like the son of God. Son of, yep. And that's the last thing as he, as my Pentecostal, you know, uh, three points. Uh, God will always be with you through the difficulty. As long as you respond according to the gospel. That's real. So that's my $3.26. How much we got now, Bob? Seven or eight dollars. All right, go ahead. Yeah, man. I'm looking at my wallet right now to see if I got about six six dollars. <laughs> but I want to start here. I'm I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do my best to go through as many verses as I can. Um, because this thing is so layered. And while Jeff was talking, the Holy Spirit just revealed to me a lot of different things that I think is very important. But I'm going to read verses eight through probably not all of it, but eight through whatever. But it says, therefore, at the time, certain Chaldeans came forward and maliciously accused the Jews. Uh, they declared to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. See, people who are malicious always have to brown nose. OK, you, yep. O king, have made a decree. Right. That every man who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe and every kind of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. Right. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews. See, first it went from a, a, a globe, like a, a nation down to certain Jews. And one thing I want to say, I'm going to read this. and I'm going to get to it. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed. Over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men, O king, brown nose, and pay no attention. Right. See, the people who work with you should see that you pay no attention to the world. You pay no attention to those things. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have. So the first thing I want to say about this that we have to understand is that persecution starts well before you feel it. Right. And persecution always follows people who serve God in excellence. That's right. The Bible, what does the scripture say? It says, um, do everything in decency and uh, uh hold yep. on. What's no, in, yep. and in order. Yep. There's another scripture that talks about uh 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 doing things unto God and not to men. Uh work unto the Lord. There we go. Work unto the Lord. Now, anytime you work unto the Lord, you will always exceed the expectation of management. Because when you work unto the Lord, people who cut corners, people who don't walk in excellence, but walk in due to entitlement or yep. who they knew, they 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 get they get offended and get envious of you because of your success. That's why these men were distinct. The reason why many people in Christianity has fallen to mediocrity is because they don't want to be persecuted. Mm -hmm. it, Excellence has a way of bringing persecution your way. So this is what I want to make sure I bring to light is that um, persecution could be brought your way because of the excellence that you live in. Right. right. And the people that are around you are envious because there's favor. Let me tell you something. Favor is worth more than money. Right. People want what the Christians have. They yep. really do. All, they want what the Christian have, but they don't want the Christ. Right. And so what happens is they want the peace. They want the love. They want the joy. They want the favor that you have. But the only way to receive that is through death, dying to yourself and following Christ. Right. And so you see here in the in the early parts of this text that these men were maliciously after certain men who were walking in such excellence that threatened their position. 
-hmm. Most persecution comes. This is what got Christ killed. Right. It's because when you threaten people's livelihood and you threaten people's control, persecution is going to be right at your door. The Pharisees, the Sadducees were threatened by him because he was about to erase all of their positions. He was about to erase all of their power. And when people begin to see that even and look at this, Christians, you think America's no different in Babylon? It shows you that those who still follow God can still have high positions and still can be living great lives. So first thing I want to make sure we understand is that persecution comes after those who walk in particular excellence. Persecution always happens before it comes to your door. Right now, uh, the uh, nations around the world are devising plans and laws for persecution to occur to see who will stand. Let's keep going. Notice they mentioned these three guys. They didn't say nothing else about no other Jews. <laughs> they ain't say nothing or anything about else. God can care less about the many. Ask Gideon. There's a remnant. And that's why I think a lot of people won't be able to last persecution. But I believe and my goal is to be the type of individual that falls into the to the categories of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. The same God that delivers out of persecution and changes nations is still looking to do that now. But is there even three? The one thing I like about Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego that that uh, that alludes to their strength in this was that, that it wasn't just Shadrach. It wasn't just uh, Meshach. It wasn't a Abednego. They were in community. You got to, in order to survive persecution and endure it, you got to have community. Let's keep going. Yep. Anything you want to add to that, Jeff? No, that, well, exactly. No, you, you, it's, I was, I was just saying, um, I liked your, your point about Jesus experiencing that because of what he operated in, because the Pharisees had been pretending for years and years and years to be something that they were not. And Jesus comes along and he along and he's the real deal. And whenever the authentic comes, it mm. exposes the counterfeit. That's real. Uh, for what it is. So that's powerful. Yeah. And let's keep going. Verse 12 says, there are certain Jews whom you have appointed. Notice the king appointed. Nebuchadnezzar appointed these men. Nobody gets appointed unless they're anointed. Nobody gets it. You know what I mean? But at, like... For you not to believe my gods and I still appoint you, there was some level of anointing that he was like, I I, I, I may not serve their God, but these guys are good. Okay. <laughs> these men, O king, pay no attention to you. You see how they maliciously make it personal? Yeah. I'm sure these young men cared about the king. See, the issue is the enemy wants to paint you as a person who doesn't care about other people. Why do you think there's a narrative out there that Christians are judgmental? And don't get me wrong, there are judgmental Christians, but why is it becoming like a broad stroke that we are judgmental? Because they want the fury to build up in leadership, right? It says, these men, O king, pay no attention to you, and they do not serve your gods. Or notice they say your gods. They didn't say our gods. Anyway, or worship to go to enemies that you have set up. Verse 13, the Nebuchadnezzar in fear. Oh, that's, that's good, bro. Yeah. Because, because well, go, you can go back, yeah. Because their gods are a means to an end. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? They they yep. only use it so long as it benefits them. Yep. 
And now they're trying to say, they try to make it personal to him. And I'm shocked that they didn't say they didn't serve our guys or worship. And that's why people in leadership watch out for the yes men because people not, they're not, they're not following you uh, because of what you follow. They're following you for what they can get from you. Right. So then Nebuchadnezzar in furious rage commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, is it true? He cares so much about that he wanted because because if he didn't care about these men, he would he would just straight threw them in the fire furnace. They're right. Off gates. Yep. But because they were valuable. <laughs> right to the streets. Right. Yeah. Because he was. Yeah, I know. Because they were valuable. He asked to see if it was true. Yeah. Almost as if he don't even trust those men that told him. Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods who worship the golden image that I have set up? Now, if you are ready, see, he's, tr he's trying to keep them. Be so good that even your persecutors want to keep you. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Be so good. Didn't Pilate try to negotiate? <laughs> Didn't Pilate was trying not to kill him? All right. You see, Jesus, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. you got to be so good that even your own persecutors like, but do I really want to? Yes, keep going. Yeah, they should feel bad about what they're doing. They should feel bad. The same king that threw Daniel in the lion's den felt bad, couldn't sleep. Well, the issue is, you don't throw away gold. You don't. And it's, it's sad that the loudest Christians are the most useless Christians. <laughs> you see what I'm nope. saying? The loudest nope. ones are not the most useful. No. Nope. <laughs> keep going. Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods? Or worship the golden image that I have set up. Now, if you are ready, <laughs> let me give you some time. King, let me give you some time. Now, you you come maybe need twenty four hours. You need two days. Let me give you some time because I don't want to be embarrassed. That's what he's saying. Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, why he's naming all these instruments and every kind of music? Oh, oh man. That's mm -hmm. why you got to be careful about the music you listen to. Every yeah. instrument plays a piece. Lang, lang, lang. That's another, that's time another. Why did he name it all of this stuff? He could just say when the band plays. You see what I'm saying? He he named every. Why, why, why is music necessary for worship? Look at that. Ooh, see, see, Whether it's the devil or God, God created it and the devil tries to imitate it through the demons that he puts over people. Mm. He needs music so that you can worship. What happens when you worship? You get into the presence of that God. And so whether you worship Satan, Satan comes. Whether you worship our God, his presence shows up. And he's saying, hey, when you do this music, the the gods that I serve are going to show up. And that's and what I he wants. Bow down to them. So it's like they're, he's, he's welcoming their presence. Man, th this verse, man, just reading this again. It's like, wow, there's so much in here. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning fire furnace. And who is the God, man, who would deliver you out of my hands? What? This guy. Stupid last question. Last question. That was yeah, definitely dumb. 16 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the, to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have, I like what Jeff said, we have no need to answer you in this matter, but we will answer you. <laughs> That's bold to say, honestly, let me tell you something, fam. If you bow it, go ahead and throw us in now because we don't have to answer you. We really right. don't. And that's the confidence that we as believers have. Oh, Desi, we don't have to answer you because we don't answer to you. Bro, we don't answer to you. So why do I got to answer you, Jeff, bro? 
I ain't even that kid that hit me on the side right there. I ain't see that coming. Write that down. Yeah, the whole write that down, man. I man, I want to preach this in, in front of a congregation. This this man, this is sick, but I could preach this for we could preach this for like months. Right. We have no need to answer you in this matter. Okay. <laughs> if this be so, if they, <laughs> these boys, these some bad men. That's right what here. I said. I said, I said, it, listen, if you all want to know what a man is supposed to look like, a man of God, right here. Wow. Because they don't bow down. They're unemotional. They stand they're for not emotional. And, and, and I mean, I mean, I said, I just see them throwing axes in their spare time at targets and stuff. You know, like they don't <laughs> care. So, they don't care because they know. Yeah. They know. If this be so, if this be so, like if this goes all the way through, if you really do this, King. That's why he appointed me in the first place. This ain't the first time they showed courage. This can't be. No. If this be so, our God. Ooh, see, see, our God. Shat rap me. That's why I gotta have a community. Let God bring the right people. If this be so, our God, whom we serve. That's what Jeff was alluding to. See, Ezzy, that that that's the difference there. Nebuchadnezzar is not using his gods to punish. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, because Nebuchadnezzar is alone as king. Yeah. But when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego go back, they say, "I don't think you understand. The battle that I'm not <laughs> that I'm fighting is not mine. It's his. It's his. So if you have a problem with me, ultimately you have a problem with him. So deal with him. Yes. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, and I put a point down here. Uh um man, what I put uh who okay anyway <clears throat> let's keep going. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able. Did I write this down? Yeah, our God is able. Um, deliver us. Oh, if this be so, our God whom we serve. See the only thing they, they said our God. They made it relational. Yep. They made it personal. Whom we serve, meaning that we've been serving him longer than this moment. And one thing that will help you endure persecution is serving God before the persecution. Yep. The more you become familiar with God and familiar with his, like, why was why was David so confident and was so appalled that nobody else was as confident as him when it was time to fight Goliath? Why? Because he was like, the God that I've been serving was there for me with the lion, was there with me with the bear. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? The number one thing that people miss about that, Jeff, is why did David say uncircumcised Philistine? Because circumcision leads or reveals covenant. Mm -hmm. He realized, I don't know if I don't know if Goliath was just hanging around like that. I don't know because David must have saw, yo, this 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 joker ain't circumcised. What? So if he ain't circumcised, he's not in covenant. That means he, I don't care if he's nine foot tall, 10 foot tall. He ain't in covenant, fam. So it doesn't matter how small I am. I'm in covenant. Wow. Who is this uncircumcised, non-covenant holding? This man is good as dead in my hands. And 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 for, for those of you that don't know what circumcision is. Yeah. So if you go back to Genesis, God made a covenant with Abraham and he said that your sons uh, will be um, circumcised and and um, actually Abraham was was circumcised right there I think he was like I don't know 60 or 90 I can remember and then his son Ishmael at the time was 13 and he was circumcised and so he made that deal and then of course when Isaac was born he circumcised him I think they do it on the eighth day so yeah yeah 
So what we what we're saying is is that it's easier to endure persecution even at its pinnacle, at its hottest. Yeah. No pun intended. When you are in covenant, right? If this be so, our God whom we serve and who we are in covenant with is able. That's right. So you got to know the ability of God. It's hard to know if God is able if you don't know his attributes. Yep. If you know that he <clears throat> what is attributed to his name, then you know what he's able to do to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand. Okay. Yep. Because he's saying, even if I die, I'm still going to be delivered out of your hand. Cause no matter absent from the body is present with him. So <laughs> yeah. like, I, it's an all, it's, it's an all expense paid vacation. Yeah. So Bob <laughs> means King, do you think I want to stay down here and serve you? I'm kind of upset that he delivered me out of his fiery furnace. I still got to deal with you. <laughs> if this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from this burning, burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand. Bible says, why fear man who only kill the body? Fear God who destroys both body and soul in hell. But if it's not, go ahead, John. No, no, no. no. I, I just like God was in the fire, he's in the anyway. I'm gonna be quiet. Keep on going. <laughs> there's so many preaching points in this in this little old chapter here. Well, because there's two types of fires. Yeah. Go ahead. There's a fire that comes as a result of living righteously, mm, and there's mm -hmm. a fire that comes as a result of living in sin. That's right, that's right. And in the one that is is in righteousness, Jesus is there as a helping person as a help. But the one where he, the fire is where you are in there because of disobedience, because of sin, he is a destroyer. And that, yeah. that's the difference. And so when, when Jesus is there with them in the fire, it's almost like God putting his stamp on Shadrach and, Abed, uh, Meshach and Abednego that, listen, because remember, good. this is this is a matter of minutes or, or you know, less than an yeah. hour of heating up the fire. And, and, and Jesus is like, I heard you before. I already knew you were mine. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm going in there before you even get thrown in. But let me take care of these people that are trying to throw you in first. Then I'm going to come <laughs> in and deliver you. Mm -mm -mm. So. Uh oh, watch yeah. something close the door. <clears throat> OK. Uh, but if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Let's go to 19. The Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury and the, because he he got his, his idol got attacked. Right. You see what I'm saying? And the expression of his face. And that's right. another what was way. It, what was his idol, is he? His gods and his, his image that he set up. Yeah, but what but what do you what do you think his real idol is? Himself. Himself. There you go. Yes, sir. Himself. Yeah. And when you attack someone's glory, expect expect the gauntlet. And the expression of his face was changed. Ooh. So maybe could it elude that his expression in the beginning was of empathy or sympathy? Like, favor. I want to keep you favor, like you're valuable. Right? And then his expression of his face changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because he was like, oh, you did. It's one thing if you attack my gods, but if you attack my image, because there was an image of him, right? I think, wasn't it? Uh, 
I don't know. I, 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 look it up. I can't remember. But either way, it's about himself because yeah. he, he, he basically is like, remember, every time they bring it up to him, it's about him. They don't worship yeah. the gods that you that serve. You. You're and, also, and also, I'm pretty sure this conversation happened in front of all a lot of people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Soldiers, people that look up to the king. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was usually heated. Dumb decision, my friend. Verse 20. And he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to, to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the burning, fiery furnace because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated. The flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach. So he lost strong men, too. And right. these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. Because when you get thrown in the fire, it's supposed to consume you. He declared to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, true, O king. He answered and said, but I see four men unbound. Walking in the midst of the, when you're a bond servant of God, no man can bind you. Walking in the midst of the fiery, uh, the fire, and they are not hurt. Man, do you mean because you got they got drunk? Oh, what happened? No, man, you, bro, come on, preach right there, right where you let's, were. Let's just stop. I pull, I pull back. Where we at? Where we at? Oh, when I said when, uh, when, when I said, the things that held them down were burned up, but it didn't touch them. They didn't touch them. There's a big sermon in there, but keep on going. No, Jeff, elaborate, my brother. I'm just saying that the things that the devil uses to oh. bind you, <clears throat> that when God, when the, the very fires that they used to destroy you, it turned on them. It, it, it rendered on. them mm. useless. Man. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because God was with it. He'll you. In other words, uh, uh, what does the scripture say? All things work together for good. To them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. There's a reason, meaning the things that you go through. It's like, what's her face whenever, um, I can't think of her name right now. I'm sure somebody knows. Uh, when she was in the Nazi camps, the uh, their mother always taught them to be thankful for everything. And they had bed bugs in their beds. And they, the, and they began to say, thank you, Jesus, for the bed bugs. Thank you, Jesus, for the bed bugs. Well, guess what? The Nazis came in and raped those camps, but guess which camp they did not enter? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the one with the bed bugs that Man. were causing them to <clears throat> all over. The thing that was trying to put them in bondage was turned around and used to protect them wow. from danger of the Nazi soldiers from raping them. Out of all of the um, what do you call those? It's like those those huts or whatever that were inside yeah. with the people with the beds on the inside. Out of all of them in that in that camp, theirs was the only one where the soldiers would not go into and rape the women. Wow. So I'm just saying, God That's, can use all things together, all things uh, for our good. All Even things. things that look like uh, you know ropes and, and fire. God can turn it around and use it for His glory. And don't despise where you reside. You know, a lot of people like, I wish I had a bigger house. It could be that neighborhood is your safety net. Exactly. We got to, we got to appreciate everything that God can use for us to be set free. He answered God the steps. Step. steps too. You said what, bro? I said, God moves in steps too. You can't That's expect real. to be here whenever you haven't gone through here and here and here. 
And I'm sure these guys um, um, know what knew what they was getting themselves into. Uh, True old King, verse 25, he answered and said, but I see four men unbound walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. So basically, they the imagery of the gods they had must have been a desire to see the real God, right? Because for him to say the son of the gods, this, this fourth person must have looked like something that they... Uh, was trying to worship, but they wanted to worship the counterfeit version. Right. Verse 26 says, Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace. He declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. See, he then he was a witness to. <laughs> he mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to endure persecution for people to see who's the Most High. Exactly. Come out and come here. <laughs> then Shadrach and Abednego came out from the fire and the straps the perf the perf the prefects the governors wow everybody was there and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power hmm. over the bodies of those men the hair of their heads was god is so in the details man man ezzy that is such a good point that you brought out like when you said everybody was there everybody was there they were all there to watch them be punished and ridiculed but God wanted to make sure everybody was in the room. He always does that, bro. So that he, so that they all know that the God that serve uh, uh, that that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego serve, yep, is greater than all of the gods of the people that are in that place. Mm. To the point that we had, he had no choice. Now, God will put your enemies to where they have no choice, even if they don't really want to serve. Uh, God, they have no choice now because the people gonna look at him like you a fool not to not to worship this, these people's God. And the biblical service of the Most High God, come out and come here. Uh, verse twenty seven. And this, uh, the, uh, all everybody was there. The hair of their heads was not sin- single singed. Their coats were not harmed, and no, bruh, no smell of fire had come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, "Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego." who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. Man, who trusted in him. Exactly. You can't wait to the moment to say, I trust him. If you wait until the moment of testing, your trust will be small. Yeah. And set aside the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any God except their own God. Therefore, I make a decree. <laughs> God is in it. God loves making laws, man. Any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb, and their houses laid in ruins. For there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. I'm not God, gonna say people that say you can't use morality and law, but I'm gonna be quiet. Keep on going. <laughs> I know, I know. You see, you see I, I wanted to go there too, but I had to speed well, through. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be quiet. Are you able to last long? Are you able to endure persecution, family? Because it's easy to be rescued because God had to do it in such a way where their favor couldn't rescue them. He made it to where the king was furious enough to heat it seven times hotter. Mm -hmm. He's probably loud prancing around talking about, yeah, we about to cook these boys. So that it would be known that nothing can rescue you but God in this way. Right. Then the king promoted 
Enduring persecution leads to promotion. Whether even if you die in persecution, you're promoted. But either way, you know, the 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 thing is, is right there. When it says then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it wasn't Nebuchadnezzar that appointed them. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. God Himself that promoted them because He could trust them. Yep. But He was doing it through Nebuchadnezzar to put them in the place where they needed to be. Man, you wow. would be surprised how God promotes. But the thing is, not oh, you can't just have your trust in God. You have to be trustworthy with God. Yes, exactly. Basically, the moral of this story is, are you trustworthy? Can God trust you with persecution? Oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, you know, when you read some of these martyrs and the things that they said on the stake as they were dying. Uh, go look up some 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 I'm telling the, uh, the uh, uh, our friends online, mm -hmm. go look up some of the quotes of these martyrs and what they went through and the things that they said. When they were dying, I mean, it's just amazing because they had what they said they had. It wasn't a fake uh, um, inversion. It was something real and it was authentic. Yeah. yeah. And they actually had the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So what we're trying to say, man. Okay, we have someone to ask a question. Anita Flores Flair says, "What if we fall short and make wrong choices during?" or endure, during enduring persecution. The word of God says, man, it talked, I believe in the book of Acts where he says, man, don't worry about what you're going to say in an hour mm -hmm. for the spirit of God will give you what to say. The thing about this, Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, I'm sure spoke from something deeper than just them. Yeah. And so what we're, don't worry about how you're going to respond. <clears throat> just respond to God right now by trusting him, by fellowshipping with him, by getting to know him, by serving him. The reason why these men were successful is because they were serving God, serving with God, serving God. And in that, they begin to find confidence. And when you know God is well able, you're not going to make a wrong decision. Now, um, don't don't beat yourself up on something that you haven't even faced yet. Yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. One thing I was going to say, she said, what if we fall short and make wrong choices? Um, like I said in the beginning, pressure comes to expose where your heart is. If pressure came in your life and it exposed that you were in a place where you shouldn't have been, meaning you, you made wrong choices during um, that persecution, then that means that, God, thank you for exposing that in my heart. This is an area where I am not where I thought I was. And so in that instance, you would repent and come to the Lord mm -hmm. and uh, spend time with him. You know, Jesus said, uh, and God, God, he tells us that when we, we search for him with all of our hearts, yes. yep. he will be found. Why? Because God understands that he's the treasure that is, is, is what the entire world is looking for. And he wants to be found. Um, but he, because... He wants you to share in what he has uh, uh, brought through his son, which is redemption and grace and peace and joy. Um, but when 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 persecution comes and you don't stand up against it, 
Yeah. Uh, it means that you, you need to examine what type of foundation you are standing on. Mm -hmm. Because in, I think it's uh, Luke 14, don't correct me or don't get at me if I'm wrong. I think it's Luke 14. It talks about um, uh, building a house on, on sand uh, versus stone. And both of them were intact and both of the houses were great, looked good. But the Bible says that the, the storms came and the wind beat vehemently upon that house. And what happened is that the house crushed under the pressure. It caved under the pressure and it fell out and, and, and it was not, right? Whereas the house that was built on the rock, when the, when the storm came, it kept on coming, nothing changed. Because what the even though you have the same exact two houses, what each of them were standing on were two different things. One... <clears throat> Hmm. was was not fireproof and one was uh, was fireproof but it was maintained by fire if you will and so um you know just examine where you're standing make sure that you're standing on the truth of God's word because you don't at the end of the day uh persecution is coming it's coming uh I can't speak for other countries but I can tell you it's coming in America like never before um, they are coming after Christians. They are doing it under different terms, but they are coming after Christians. Um, and uh, we are going to have to stand. You know, you look at China, it's already uh, there. She said, I've internalized the persecution. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what you mean by that. Um, meaning you've, you, 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 you've internalized the persecution or you've internalized how you responded to it. Maybe if you can comment that and, and clarify. Um, and also before, before, <laughs> before, as she's typing that clarification, this persecution that we're talking about is based upon being persecuted because of Christ. Because of righteousness. Not of righteousness. Not being persecuted because you're loud. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some people bring persecution to themselves. Yeah. You know, look at John the Baptist. John the Baptist spoke out of turn. Start talking about the uh, Harris was a Harris, um, the woman, whatever, yeah. and got him got his head cut off. I'm pretty sure it wasn't will of God for his head to get or for him to die that way, but because he spoke out, he put himself in that position. I don't. I'm not going to welcome persecution, but if persecution comes because I'm in service to God, you know what I'm saying. I think a lot of people's persecution comes due to them in error, and so. But if you keep serving God, you'll know the voice of God. And you notice they didn't get persecuted because they said something. They was persecuted because they was committed to something. They was committed to someone. It wasn't like they was like, forget you, King. I ain't bowing down to that. Yo, yeah. yo, yo, uh, yo, statue's trash. They didn't say that. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't do any of that kind of stuff. They didn't. They didn't go and throw stuff at the image. They didn't set it on fire. They didn't try to knock it over. They didn't. They didn't have signs. They didn't have signs. <laughs> The Lord, they weren't standing out on the street screaming. Oh, as you like my shirt, you see what that says? What it say? Born. It says. It says. It says oh, born. born oh, that's good. Born two times. Born again. You see that? Oh, that's powerful, man. I that is powerful. Let me see yeah. me the link. I want that shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will send you the link. You know what? Actually, I was walking. We were in, when we were in Florida. We were in Walmart, and the lady looked at me and she goes, "Oh, wow. That's I get it." And I, I said, I, it. "I say, I say, yeah. Praise God." So you know, somebody powerful, who doesn't man. know, you want them to ask you, "What do you mean?" born square what does that mean and then you can share the gospel that you're born again and um that's dope you know uh I, i'll just finish with this as you know uh on that regard um mm -hmm. 
man, share your faith everywhere. Yep. Because there are people that are dying every day who don't know Christ and, 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 and shame on us. If we allow the fire on the inside of us to, um, not show them the way that, that God, um, would have them to go, which is to him, uh, for whom the Lord loveth, he correct us, even as a father, the son in whom he delights. That's correct. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. Exactly. Like you shouldn't be so upset about the persecution and all that kind of stuff. What you have to do is repent and move on. And then God will, um, strengthen you. But I, anytime a test comes and you fail, what do you have to do? You have to go retake it. So you, um, Okay, good. So go to what she just said. She she said something. Okay. Exactly what you guys are talking about being exposed. I've been dealing with a lot of hate from people and testing my character. Yep. To gauge my response on all levels, and it has caused me to downgrade myself. Oh yeah, no, you don't need to downgrade yourself. Um, who you are is what Christ was willing to pay for you. Yeah. And He paid for you with His life. That's your value. And so, um. The, but actually, you know, as he, uh, if you want to say something, I'm going to give her a scripture. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. There's actually a really good scripture for her that I want. Yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead and respond. It says exactly what you guys talking about about uh, talking about being exposed. I've been dealing with a lot of hate from people and testing my character to gauge my response. Let me tell you something. They they say the success of a business is based upon its location, location, location. Those three things. The best way to get rid of hate is these three things: ignore, ignore, ignore. They want you to downgrade so they can feel that they have power over you. People get quiet when they're the only ones in the room talking. And so what we're saying is, is that keep following God and ignoring them. And I know that could be difficult because, and I talked about this in a video I did yesterday. I think I talked about this. What was my video from yesterday? I, I talked about, uh, hold on, give me one second because this will help me. Oh, six ways, six ways to handle an offense, right? And I talked about how the reason why we get offended is because we have the wrong type of emotions surrounding our self-image. And whatever our self-image is in, then it will determine what we guard it with. But if your image, self-image is in who you are in Christ, then you will have greater and better emotions surrounding you. You will have joy, empathy, understanding surrounding that, that self-image. So that when someone attacks the self-image, you give love, you give, you're able to overlook that offense because you're like, I ain't gonna let that bother me because I know who my image is. But if your self-image is in anything else but in God, then when that thing is touched, you're gonna respond with anger. You're gonna respond with rage. You're gonna respond with modifying yourself. But when your image is in Christ, you're gonna be like, man, all right, y'all just mad because God is favoring me. God is blessing me. So don't downgrade yourself. People gonna try to persecute you to push you underneath them. Don't do that. Keep keep following God and keep elevating. Let me find. Let me get the scripture for Jeff real quick. Uh, it's James. Uh, let me find it. James, you want it in the NASB? No, I don't care what what, what it's in. Okay, let me find it for you. Give me one sec. Oh. And then it's, or I can just I can just read it. You're fine. But you might, okay, I'll pull up while you read. Go ahead, do your thing. All right, so I'm going to read that. So actually, I have two scriptures for you, actually. So um, I was, so the first one is what is what he said, which is James uh, chapter one, verse two through four. It says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, 
For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness or endurance. And let uh, steadfastness or endurance have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So that's going back to what I said earlier, that persecution comes because God wants to prove or test if what you say you have, your faith, whether or not it is true. Mm -hmm. So whenever you're presented with a situation where you know that God is not leading you in that path, but you choose that path instead because of, of either your desires on the inside or because you're receiving pressure from the outside, if you cave into that, that's a problem. And so God says, uh, uh, but don't, don't, don't count that, you know, negatively. He says, count it all joy when yeah. those troubles come because it's going to show whether or not. And if it shows that it doesn't, then in that instance, that's where I can say, you know what? I obviously need to look and examine if I have what I thought I had and, yeah. and begin to make some changes. The second uh, verse is First Peter chapter 4, uh, verses tw verse 12. It says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, mm. as though something strange were yeah. happening to you. Mm. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. Listen to what it says. This is for you in particular. It says, if you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests and then he goes on to say, but let it, none of you suffer for sin. So he's saying, if you are suffering for righteousness sake, it said, if you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you and not mm. to be surprised when that fiery furnace comes or that fiery trial comes uh, as though some strange thing were happening to you. In other words, Here's the, here's the problem, and a lot of Americans have this problem, okay? They think it's weird when we're persecuted. They think it's strange. That's the problem. We should feel that it's strange because we're not being persecuted. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It should be strange that you're not being persecuted. I'll tell you why. Because if the world hated Christ <clears throat> and they hated the disciples, why on earth would they love you? They won't. And Jesus says they won't. They'll reject you because they reject me. Remember, the Bible talks about in John, and everybody quotes John 3.16, which is a fantastic verse. But right after that, what does it say? He said, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Were evil. They love dark. They're already condemned because they love darkness rather than light. So you shouldn't think it's strange when somebody is putting you down for uh, 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 your your things in Christ. I'm not just speaking to you, Anita. I'm talking to everybody. You shouldn't feel uh, 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 strange when somebody's putting you down. You should feel strange when you blend in with everybody and nobody ever has a problem with you. For instance, I'll give you a little gauge that I use whenever I see these TV preachers. If everybody in the world is speaking well of them. I check out because I, check out. I know that Jesus, not because he tried to be, but because of who he was, was automatically offensive. It's not that he tried to cause offense, but light is always an offense to darkness. So when darkness is attracted to somebody who claims uh, 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 Christ, 
I'm usually very, very careful about that type of person. Yeah. Um, she says, true, it's hard to endure though. Um, listen to me. The way that you endure is by spending more time with God than you do with men. Yeah. Um, spend time reading your Bible. And I mean, read your Bible. I'm not talking about read a verse here and there or be all over the place. I'm talking about go through the Bible. Read the entire Bible if you can in two months. That's what I'm doing right now. I'll just tell you. Um, because I, I just I just want God to get on the inside of me. I just want more scripture, more scripture. Now, you do it however you feel led. But as God, uh, as you get closer to the Lord in your prayer and in your Bible reading, also I need to make sure that you're fellowshipping with people. Because as he talked about this earlier, as you were in the prophetic, mm-hmm. he said, notice that it wasn't just Shadrach by himself, Meshach by himself, or Abednego by himself. Why? No. It was all three of them together because they need a community to stand. You don't need to stand alone. Christ will help you by giving you those people in your life that will help you uh, to be able to bear those things. And so that's my, what are we up to now, bro? I I mean, at least are we up to 12 bucks by now? (laughs) Man, we got enough to get two all-star meals from um, Waffle House, bro. Well, praise the Lord. (laughs) Let me... uh... Get myself situated, but exactly. Yeah. Michael Mack, hey, Michael Mack, hey, put his put his uh, thing up here. This man, Ezzy, listen to me. Whoops. So, so this man is a pastor in Oakwood, uh, Georgia, and uh, my wife and I had the honor of going there to preach at his church. And I want to tell you, this man is on fire for the Lord. Um, and That's I good. just love him so much, so I had to give him a shout out. So, if you're ever in Oakwood. Uh, uh, you all need to, to go and visit them and um, uh, you'll be blessed because uh, their hearts are just uh, on fire for the Lord. And I, I love them so much. So that's why I called them out on, on this uh, <laughs> thing. So uh, Pastor Michael, if you're watching, we love you so much. And um, I mean that with all my heart. I just, I love his heart. He truly has a heart for people and um, uh, he's on fire for the Lord. So I appreciate that. But anyway, sorry, Ezzy, go ahead. No, bro, that's good, bro. We appreciate you, bro. He says, thank you, brother. Y'all need to come back. Anytime. You you bring me out as the Lord leads you, and I'll come out. Um, Funny enough, God already gave me a sermon the last time right after I left. So whenever God opens the door again, I'll be right back, and we'll have some fun together. I think, think, Ezzy, he's the type of person that I would like to tag team preach with. Cause uh, he he's like us. He's no holds bar, and that's yeah, why that's I like those him. are the best ones, man. <laughs> exactly, those are the best ones, my brother. Yeah, so that's good stuff. But yeah, um, so basically, oh, I think he's talking to you, Jeff. I think. How can we contribute? Uh, what is it? I don't know what he means by that. Yeah, yeah, I I'm pretty sure y'all y'all link up. Yeah, yeah, just link up with me. Yeah, yeah, but basically, we're gonna get right into the food portion of our oh, podcast. Yes, because I know we have to go. All right, go ahead. Oh, we good. We got about, about 10 more minutes, man. I should okay, be sure. cool. Yeah, uh, so basically, um, Jeff came up with a very good one, man. <laughs> Today, we're gonna talk about the top three meals our wives cook, and it's more than three. That's what we said, top three. Yeah. And it took me a while to think of this list because I was like, man, my wife is a good cook, man. And so I was, it took me a while to think of these three. I don't even know if I got them in the right order yet. 
Uh, yeah, I do. No, maybe I don't. Can uh, I give yeah. Can I give my quick quick caveat before we start? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Please. Okay. So, Joanne is actually a fantastic cook. However, she is not passionate about cooking. As you are. So as I am. That's right. So what happens is that she just wants to get the food done, and she finds the quick way around. But here's the part you don't know, or you may know, but others don't know. She is a baker and the best of the best of the best. Mm. So I kind of, just to tell you, I have uh, two meals, but I threw in a dessert because she's such a great baker that is not technically a meal. But I mean, it's okay. big enough that it could be a meal. So I'll leave it at that. So what's, okay, I, I'll ask you that once we get to the end. Yeah. So you want to go first, Jeff? What's, what's your third meal, my brother? Or I can go first. It don't even matter. Uh, no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you go ahead. I didn't Man. do I didn't do them in order. I'm just going to name top, uh, top three. I don't know. Yeah, I don't have an order either, bro. Okay, then just do then my wife makes my wife makes these and I think this was like the first meal like we had in marriage. Yeah. She makes these I don't even know what you call them, man. Is it chicken strips or chicken tenders? Mm-hmm. But they're but they're they're the most tender tenders I ever had in my life, bro. Ooh. And she okay. and we Got these little the la marinara sauce, man. She got the little uh, parmesan sprinkled on there, doing all this extra stuff, flambe, whatever that guy's name is. is that what he- <laughs> and right. and it was we had we we was trying to be healthy, so we do zucchini with that. I think I put is fried chicken strips, used it with zucchini. Yeah. Man, that right there is top three, man. And it's because I've never had I don't know if it's chicken strips, fried chicken strips, or fried tenders. I don't know, bro. It's kind of that's kind of a neat thing to with the, it's almost like chicken parmesan, but on like a yeah, I like that. Exactly, bro. And so she does like it's like a chicken parmesan dipper. She calls them what she she probably sleep. She sleep, she was tired. She called them like these dippers, man. And when I tell you, bro, I, I it's dangerous. I told her don't make too much of those because I can eat like 15 of those things, bro. Well, she can make them, but she needs to do them whenever you and I are both present, so that we yeah, can. She will. Yeah, okay. so we can so we can divide it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. All, exactly. From all the for all the places that you and I are going to go to eat and the foods we're going to make, we need at least like a month and a half. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. We got to we got to create a whole series, <laughs> TV show. Exactly. All, all right. right so that sounds great. All right. So my my one of my top three is Joanne makes this homemade crab dip. So it you has, said, yeah, you told it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it has like, so she does like a, a bread baguette, right? You know, like a bread that you buy a baguette, right? Mm-hmm. That's like what you put it on. But the, the, the crab is, um, it's crab with, uh, I, I don't even know all the things she puts in there, but I know there's like cream cheese and mayonnaise and like, uh, uh, but it's like mixed thing. You can't tell it. it's mixed. Yeah. And then, um, crab, like I said, and then I think it's like hot sauce and a few other things. I'm not sure what all she adds in there. Man, when she makes that, I like literally want to take the pot because she makes it in a cast iron, and I I like want to go to the side and tell my boys to like I, I I'm like get away from me, D- don't touch, don't touch, don't touch the plate. I you yeah, can go eat something else. Go, 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 I don't care. I, you know, so it's so good that it's like dangerous because I feel like um, I'm I, I'm like a bear in the corner and I just want to eat it all. <laughs> So bro, yeah, that, you know it's good, bro. When you all in the corners, man. Yeah, man. It's and she usually makes it like um, like like for like certain events or whatever. And I, man, I love it so much. It's so good. Anyway, all right. What's your number two? Well, that's why I'm glad it's seen in in a particular order 
or not number two, but what is another one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my wife. Oh man, yeah, I'm gonna say this one first. She, she, no, I'm gonna say this right now. But she makes these like almost almost is it is it called a patty melt, bro? Like it's like a it, it's a burger. It's a burger. Yeah, she, it's on bread, right? Instead of a it's bun. on bread. It's on is uh she does it in a bun because I like brioche buns. Oh yeah, so does Joy. But but she fries it, she fries it like so she you know how they make grilled cheese? Oh yeah. So bro. she's got a little bit of the vortex that I told you about. Yeah, yeah, she does. And and the house fried fries, like the home fries. Yes. She makes. Oh, man. Bro. I love French fries, man. Well, see, I'm from Pennsylvania, so yeah. if you don't know how to make fries and you're from Pennsylvania, something's wrong because they put fries on everything. So um, that sounds yeah, really man. good. Now, now I yeah. want a hamburger and fries. Yeah, man, that's why I like her, her hamburger and fries better than anybody's, man. It's just... It's because it's the the way that it's smushed. It's like fried and is buttery, man. And it's at the house. Yeah, that's good. All right. So my, not my second one, but another one is, so Joy makes these things called monster cookies. Oh, that sounds good already. And basically they're like a peanut butter cookie that I, I don't know how to describe this to you. Um, Let me see if I can find it on the internet and send you a link. But like yeah. they're humongous. Um, obviously, which is why they're called monster cookies. Um, yeah, let me see. Images. Hold on. Uh, yes, they look like this right here. Hold on. Can I send? Ah, uh, I don't know. If, let me. Um, yeah, send it to me. I don't know if I. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see if I can. Link copied. Hold on one second. I'm sorry, bro. Let me. You could take your time, bro. Let me see. see if that comes up for you when you click okay. that. Because, yeah, that's it. Yeah. If you click that, you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. Let me pull this up over here. And she makes these homemade from scratch. And, bro, it's like almost 400 calories per Ooh. cookie. Hey, bro. But that's it, is, it is so good. Like, you have to watch yourself because 400 calories a cookie, but you'll want to keep on. Yes, sir. So what you don't see is, like, there's oatmeal in there and, like, um, and then regular cookie dough. And then M and M's and a few other things, and it's just like that's that might that's a that's a good looking cookie, my brother. That's a good look. At, that's exactly how hers look. And when you try them, oh, it's amazing. Hey, look yeah, forward to it, bro. Monster cookies are the yeah. second thing, and really anything she makes. I will say she makes cookies better than anyone. Like even when we went to that place, I showed you the half pound cookies. Yeah, the <clears> size <throat> was them, but the taste is exactly like Joanne's. It tasted no different than Joanne's uh, cookies. Yeah, oh, I'm excited, good. man. I look forward yeah. to trying it. Yeah, my number one is just my wife's breakfast, man. Those pancakes I she made. I yeah. knew you were gonna say pancakes. Yeah, because 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 the thing I like about her pancakes, the best pancakes are the Cracker Barrel kind of pancake. Yeah, yeah, I got you. The pancake where it's soft in the middle and that edge, that edge is just trying to guard the softness of their pancake they're doing their good job they're trying to guard it as much as they can but but that thing i love when it's crunchy on the edge man her breakfast man i look forward to it that's good um so actually now i'm hungry for breakfast and burgers yeah. and cookies all right so jordan's <laughs> number one and i'll tell you why this is uh both because it tastes fantastic but i think it's sentimental too Oh, so when I was a kid, my mom would always make, um, you know, like a roast 
you know, with gravy and mashed potatoes and, and carrots and onions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so Joanne makes a roast in the Dutch oven and uh, uh, she sears it and then she, uh, uh, I think she puts it in a crock pot and it bakes or and it goes all day long for like eight hours or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it is the soft, it's like, it just melts in your, it's just like the perfect comfort food with like mashed potatoes and gravy. Cause I love meat and potatoes. Like I could just eat meat and Me potatoes. Too. I could eat meat and potatoes just by every other like, day. I'm definitely, when they say like, what is a meat and potatoes man? I think you're looking at, both of us are like that. Yeah, meat and potatoes. I, I could, yeah, I could eat that for the rest of my life, no problem. And, and potatoes a million different ways and meat. So yep. um, yep. her roast, her roast beef, like you know, the homemade roast beef or whatever, you know what I'm talking about. It's like that's my wife. That's my wife's favorite meal is roast the roast. Uh, what's it? Pot roast, roast, roast. Yeah, pot roast. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorite meals too. I love pot roast, and she does it, and it tastes amazing. And it reminds me of my mom's whenever I was a kid. So I have sentimental value too, which I don't know if my mom knew that, but I'm sure she's watching and she's happy. But yeah, so but I, always, <laughs> yeah. I always tell my mom that uh, Joanne, remi my, Joanne reminds me of my mom a, a lot of times. So um, that's good. That's good. So um, anyway, I know we have to go. <clears throat> I did really quick. I saw, yeah, go somebody, ahead, I saw somebody needed prayer <clears throat> and I just All wanted right. to pray for that individual real quick. I, I can't, if you let me see if I can find them real quick in the comment section. They said what's, what's uh, their name. I don't know. It was a long time ago, and I didn't see it. Hold on one second. Um, I think it was a girl, Lashandra Thomas. She okay. said, "Please pray for my grandmother. She is showing early signs of okay. dementia." Okay. Um, actually, it's interesting. Joanne did her thesis in college on dementia and the effects of exercise on people with dementia and how it help them out a lot. So I don't know if she's exercising, but on the practice. I think we lost Jeff. Let me just double check. It's interesting when you're about to go and pray that, you know, here we come. He's coming back. There you go. You see what the devil does? All right. It never fails. We've been crispy. And then right when we go to pray, boom. Okay. Father, we just lift up, uh, miss, uh, LaShondra's, um, grandmother to you. Mm -hmm. And I ask God that you would touch her and that you, your, your word says that you uh, do not give us a double mind, um, that you give us peace of mind. And so Father, we just lift her up to you right now in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you, Lord God, that she'll be able to live out her days in peace and, and that she will fully understand and recognize okay. everyone around her. And Lord God, we come against that dementia and, and the decline of her, of her of her mind and her thinking, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. I pray, oh God, that you'd reverse it and that she'll not enter that, but she'll come out of it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And anybody with a foot issue, I pray for you. If anybody's having a foot or an ankle issue, um, I pray for you right now in Jesus' mighty name that God would touch you. Um, if you're a runner or something happened, I pray, God, that you would restore them quickly and that they won't have any uh, problems. Or I don't know if you track or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, man, bro. Appreciate that, brother. Yeah, we love y'all, man. We pray that this uh, podcast was a blessing. And fellas, find you a woman that can cook. Now, don't get it. Don't try to make. We ain't trying to make the sexes and like that. I just think everyone should know how to cook, not because it's a woman's place to cook. We're not saying that. You got to cook for you, man. Don't you like good tasting food? Don't you want to make sure that you know what's going on in your food? I just think we all need to know how to cook. There are some meals that I can cook, too. 
it don't go beyond that, four or five. Look, 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 pull up the thing. Look at the last thing. Yeah. See? See? God is good, man. Yeah. So she said, I don't know what's wrong with my ankle. Yeah, because when I was praying, I saw somebody's ankle and foot. And I said that. If you rewind, you can see it. Uh, so Charlene, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray, God, that you would touch that ankle and that foot in Jesus' mighty name, that you bring healing, complete and total healing. I thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Well, y'all be blessed. We'll see you guys, Lord willing, same time, same place. Amen. Y'all be blessed, man. Y'all take care. Peace. Love y'all. Bye.